Welcome to I'm Uncomfortable. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Melissa. And we've been friends since everybody's favorite time of life, puberty. Like most people who thought cutting their own bangs was a good idea, we're professionals in feeling that itchy, cringy, out-of-place awkwardness. Join us as we unapologetically explore the topics that make us cringe and how to be okay with it. Now let's get uncomfortable. All right. Hey, everybody. My name is Vanessa. And I'm Melissa. Um, But we just wanted to start off this first episode of this podcast that we're calling Episode Zero by (laughs) telling you a little bit about ourselves. So tell me, Vanessa, who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? Tell us. Enlighten (laughs) us. Um, well, I am originally from Southern California. I was actually born in New York, which I always use as my like two truths and a lie because I moved <laughs> when I was like three years old. So like doesn't actually count. Um, but I now live in the Bay Area. For those that are listening that are not from California, what the hell is the Bay Area? Uh, right. The Bay Area is the air. It's like San Francisco and the area that surrounds San Francisco. Um, I was, well, I work in San Jose and someone when I was graduating from college once looked at me and they were like, that's not the Bay Area. And I was like, oh, sorry. People are very territorial over from their hometowns or where they're from. So I mean, I mean apparently so. Um, yeah. Uh, and for work, I like to say that I am a professional child wrangler, which I was like instructed to do by this book I was reading on how to network with people. <laughs> what that, that actually means is I'm an assistant principal at an elementary school. So I don't normally tell people that I'm like an assistant principal when I'm out though. Like when I'm out at like the bar. And I'm getting Ooh, an adult bar. beverage because people, I don't know if it's like, there's a point where you're just like super drunk or super inebriated and your reaction to things is just very exaggerated, but I'll be getting a drink and someone will ask me what I do. And when I tell them, they're like, oh, but you're drinking. And I'm like, Oh, yeah. like it's forbidden. Like, like as a vice principal, that's not allowed. Like, you well, can't. I think it's because people like you grow up with this idea that like your teachers and your principals, like they aren't real. Like they live at school. Like they are not outside. <laughs> the building like I mean, that's what you, I thought like you leave the building as a kid but your teachers the, the people who are they stay there and so I'm like yeah that's why I'm drinking that's why I'm drinking <laughs> <laughs> one can say the same for government jobs as well which is where I'm at but. okay but I know that you work with water can you at least say that you work with water yeah I do work for a government agency I work in the water industry Um, So as a resident and born and raised in the Los Angeles area, um, Southern California, it's a big deal, water. So um, I work in the water industry in educating our residents about water issues and why we should conserve more water and make conservation a way of life. Oh my God. Okay. What are people's reactions when you say that? I feel like you either get like a blank stare or like, what, what do people say when you say that? Um, I get a mix of reactions. People are like, they hear the word government, um, and agency and they're, they're like, 
I don't understand that doesn't compute politicians <laughs> at blah. But um, and the other side of the coin is people are like, whoa, I didn't realize that that was a thing. What? Tell me more. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it, it ranges. I get the spectrum of reactions. Um, yeah, but essentially I work with people to educate them about water issues. And I've also become their the agency's lead event coordinator. So anything that requires ribbon cuttings or grand openings or partnerships or for us in the water industry, valve turning ceremonies where Ooh, you know sexy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the sexiest of industries. But you know, everybody needs water, right? So that is accurate. Everybody thing. needs water. It's very true. But shall we move on to why we're doing this or how we know each other? I actually have a question for you that I kind of want to explore. Sure. I'm a little know. nervous. Are you a little uncomfortable? I'm a little bit uncomfortable, <laughs> but go on. So in our intro, we tell our audience that we've known each other since puberty, which like the word puberty pals. Yes. And like the word puberty itself makes me cringe, even just like saying it. My palms are sweaty right now. Just thinking about that. Yeah. Puberty is just such like a gross word. Like even sounds horrid. So I'm wondering, Melissa, what is your first memory of me? And I'll share my first memory of you. Okay. So the reason why we're puberty pals is because we met in, I want to say sixth grade. That's correct, No. Oh my God. Fifth grade. Fifth grade. My bad. Sorry. Um, I swear it was sixth grade. Mm, No. (laughs) Okay. Well, I already lose points there. But my um, first memory of you is because Vanessa came into the school that I was already at. She was a new student and I distinctly remember her walking into the classroom and we went to a private Catholic school and she walked in wearing a uniform as we all were, but she was wearing the boys tie. And so the girls have like little bow ties, but the boys had regular what do you call them? Just normal long ties? Like normal ties? But um, you came in wearing a boy's tie. And I was like, who is this? Like the audacity to wear. <laughs> and we can get into the gender norms and whatever in oh, a different yeah. episode. But at the time I was like, why does she get to wear the boy's tie? And how come I don't get to wear the boy's tie? And, and I was just like, wow, what? I didn't know that we could break the rules how dare you in a catholic private school <laughs> yeah how dare i wear a different tie oh my gosh the scandal um well obviously that was not allowed to continue <laughs> yeah there was yeah we can also get into that but that again will be another episode but that's my earliest memory of you thanks <laughs> is, is is your memory of me the the same one i'm assuming it's not it's definitely not. I don't, or like I said, I don't even remember the first day of school for me. Like it was, it was a lot. I do though remember I did this really weird thing before I even came to school. They did like a site, like a school visit. So they got to sit in, in your class when you guys were in fourth, when we were all in fourth grade and I like got to sit in for a day. And I remember I was there and I, you guys did math and I was like, Oh my God, I'm 
dumb. Like, I don't, I have no idea what they're doing. (laughs) And then I remember, I don't, okay. I don't remember who it was, but somebody took it upon themselves to point out the different people to me in the classroom. Like they Wait, were, I, I will never you have forget. to tell me, you have to tell me who that was offline, but I, I wish I could. I don't even know if I remember to be honest okay. with you. Like, I don't know who it was, but they were just like, Oh, like that's so-and-so like everybody likes him. Like he's so cute. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And then, <laughs> and then they were like, Oh, that's so-and-so and so-and-so. And they've been like best friends forever. They're basically sisters. I was just like, this feels very, like, if Gossip Girl was a thing back then, like, that's what it felt like. What you're illustrating to me sounds like the elementary school version of that scene in Mean Girls where everyone's just, like, at the different cafeteria tables. Oh my god, you're so right. I lived that. I lived an early gross version of that. (laughs) Yeah, and so they were giving me the, the lowdown on, like, who everybody was. Um... And then, oh my God, was that before? Was that during? I don't even know anymore. But so when I, when I like got to school, I kind of had this idea of like who was who and they had described you as like part of this like group of girls that was soups exclusive. (laughs) And I was very confused because that just like was not how it was at my old school. I feel like that one character from, um, magic school bus at my old school. Oh, (laughs) At Wait, my, what's at her my name? old school, I don't know Phoebe. Is that her name? I there is a Phoebe, I think. Whatever, but the, at my old school, girl, that's how I kind of felt like the entire first half of the year. Um, and I was just like, oh, like she seems nice. Like I don't know. And I remember like looking at you and thinking like she doesn't seem like she'd be like mean or anything. But like I just like <laughs> never talked to you for like the first half of the year because I didn't know what to do with myself as a an awkward, uncomfortable pubescent being. Are we pre-pubescent at that time in fourth grade? I don't. I don't even know. When does, when does puberty, puberty start? <laughs> Is it when you get your period? <laughs> oh, that topic right there. Um, I feel like it's different for everybody. Well, anyway, during that time of life, that's my first. I just remember looking at you and thinking, like, she doesn't seem like she'd be mean. <laughs> that was that's my first memory of you. Nice. That's the nicest thing someone's ever said to me. Just kidding. But I mean, no. I. That's funny because as you were telling me that. I was trying to think if I remember feeling like, yes, I do remember that group of girls vividly, obviously, uh, but I don't ever, I didn't ever feel like it could have been described as exclusive or like, you know, the way this person was describing this whole situation. I know. Okay. And so here's the thing about like that happening to me. I... I really, if I could go back in time, I really wish I hadn't, I mean, I understand they wanted me to acclimate. They wanted me to get a sense of whether I was like going to school or not over there. Like it was a completely different city. Um, and I was a kid. So I, I definitely understand why they would do that, but I disagree strongly with their choice of a peer buddy. Cause it changed my perspective in a way that I don't From think From the get go. Like from the job oh, immediately. And then my perspective became her perspective. So her right. perspective of your guys, your guys, your, your, oh my God, I'm not, and this is a principle. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You're smart. I believe in you. Well, my perception of, of the class became her perception of the class. As and most so, kids, most impressionable kids do. Like right. what else are you supposed to do? 
the, the thing so is too, I feel like it was supposed to help me be less uncomfortable, but I was still uncomfortable. I showed up and I was like, Oh my gosh, new people, like new environment. This uniform's ugly. Like what? How dare you? I thought I was cute in my uniform. Just kidding. I don't, I, yeah, no. Every I think the lesson there between the two of our very um, early memories of each other is that kids will see things and experience things and think that that's like the definition of life at t- that time and that that is the most important thing at that time. Oh, yeah. But, you know, as we 100%. get older... Now that we're older and wiser, question mark. <laughs> yeah, we realize that those are such trivial things and it's funny to look back on that stuff. I mean, that I think brings us to the topic of this podcast, right? So this podcast is designed to talk about the things that make us cringe, the uncomfortable mm-hmm. experiences that we have in life and how to navigate them. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, the question, the next question we should ask is why why do we want to make ourselves cringe why do we want to talk about this stuff at least I don't for know. me <laughs> I don't know um but I will tell a little bit of background as to how we got to this point um when we do have our catch-up phone calls or texts um we just end up talking for hours about things that make us cry laugh things that we rant about things that make us uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, And we thought that, you know, it would be, we joked around for a while saying we should have our own sitcom show because we'd have phone calls where um, she'd, I'd be in my room. She'd be at the grocery store in the wine aisle, you know, and it always always seemed to be that scenario. And we could just see the edit of that shot talking about, anything really and we thought that that was hilarious and we should be in a sitcom like we warranted <laughs> we warranted that in our but lives like not even because I think we're super interesting I just think that the things that we go through and the things that make us so like awkward and cringy I feel like so many people experience those things but because it's awkward or uncomfortable or weird we just tend to not talk about them right yeah so I think that's a great segue as to why we're doing this I think we say we don't know and it's because we we don't know why we like to make ourselves cringe but I think the one thing we can agree upon is that we can see that we relate to the awkwardness and there has to be other people out there that relate to that level of awkwardness and I think from our specific perspectives as first generation um, how, how do you describe that? For me, I'm a first-generation college student. I, my parents immigrated here from the Philippines. But how do you describe your specific perspective? Um, I don't, I mean, I, this, and this is something that I feel like I should probably think about more, but I don't because it's uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> definitely first-generation, right, because our parents did immigrate here. But also there's the whole idea of not just first generation citizen here in America, but it's like first generation college student. And then for some people it's like, Oh, first generation, like actually like working and employee, like has a salary, which is not true for me, but it can be true for other people. And then I think we can't ignore the fact that we're both women. So we're women of color. And so that's a whole other layer of 
things that would make me feel and you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I think a lot of the times when I'm calling Vanessa or texting her or ranting about something, it's like, ugh, the patriarchy. (laughs) The patriarchy is at it again. And in the specific lens of being a woman of color and that we've, we've brainstormed a bunch of different ideas of how we can talk about that so we can get into that in a different episode. But yeah, that's essentially why we are doing Mm -hmm. this. We, we feel as if we do have a specific perspective that we feel that we could share and hopefully relate to other people out there that are like us. So yeah. Awkwardly uncomfortable and struggling through life. Yeah, we'll do it together. Why not? (laughs) See, that's true. And I feel like I say I don't know because, like, why would anybody intentionally put themselves in a situation that makes them, like, feel uncomfortable? People tend to avoid those things. But if you change your perspective, if you look at it in terms of, well, I'm going to confront this thing that makes me uncomfortable because I want to grow, maybe it's a different, you know, it's a different story. Yeah, yeah. So we're trying to grow here, people. Trying to be better versions of ourselves, right? We're trying to live our best lives. Isn't that one like, uncomfortable experience at a time? Yeah. Put that on a shirt. <laughs> Speaking of which, Melissa, what is something that made you uncomfortable this week? So I was trying to think about this earlier. Um, and when I try to look back, I tend to realize that I block out traumatic experiences. So it kind of was hard for me to remember something that made me uncomfortable this week. But this is definitely something that I think is a good exercise moving forward for us. It'll be good to reflect on and recognize when we're uncomfortable because then we can learn how to address those things. But see, this is me avoiding the question. It <laughs> sure is. <laughs> Are I you going to answer? Yeah, I'm, I'll answer. And this might be the same answer for you too. But okay. um, I think this process of putting recording a freaking podcast and putting together our little intro um, jingle was uncomfortable for me. Um, Just the sheer amount of technical difficulties that we encountered doing that um, made me uncomfortable. But look at us. We're here and we did it. So there's an example of something uncomfortable that ended up being okay. What about you, Vanessa? What made you uncomfortable this past week? Um, I mean, I mean, I'm uncomfortable most of the time. So (laughs) when I think about what made me uncomfortable this week, I think it was the podcast, but it wasn't necessarily like the making of it. It was telling people about it. Ooh. Yeah. So, you know, cause people, I would get on my zoom calls since, you know, this podcast is being born in the time of COVID-19. So we're Baby all stuck corona. at home. That's exactly what this is. <laughs> and so people saw this like big extravagant, not even, it was like 50 bucks, but this big microphone <laughs> set up and they were like, what are you doing? Your zoom calls are not that serious to which I was like, if you're going to do anything, do it a hundred percent. No, that's not what I said. (laughs) I I found myself being forced to explain that like, well, if I bought this microphone, I'm going to use it. And they're like, but why'd you buy it? And so I had to tell them about the podcast. Mm -hmm. And so I tried to just say, Oh, me and my friend, um, we're, we're kind of just starting this podcast, you know, for fun. And even now reenacting it for you, my voice is getting like smaller. (laughs) 
because I'm trying to like play it off like it's not really that big of a deal because like I mean I don't think it's gonna be or I don't think I'm the most interesting human being in the world but I did want to start this podcast with you for all the reasons that we named about confronting the things that make us uncomfortable um so that was one thing that made me uncomfortable was this like the self it felt like kind of self-promoting in a weird way but my friends were just asking me no I can totally relate about shying away from the self-promoting side of things because I tend to do that as well so yeah I get it But here we are. It's happening. We're talking about things that make us uncomfortable. Yeah. And so this is something that we are going to be doing as our little intro segment for each of our episodes. So we can kind of give you guys a little bit of a catch up of what we've been up to and and kick off the conversation that way. And then we'll dive into the subject matter of the week. So that's just how it's going to go. Right. And so every week we're going to talk about the things that make us uncomfortable quarantine life, finances, sexuality, workplace dynamics. I'm sure that there is no end to the things that will make us uncomfortable. So if you're ready to get uncomfortable, join us as we delve into our first topic next week.